What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Rideshare Misfit. Today, I want to talk about our independence. No, I'm not talking about July 4th or anything remotely having to do with America's independence, but our independence as independent contractors utilizing the Uber and Lyft platforms and any other platform that you happen to use to earn a little bit of cash here and there. Um, so I wanted to bring this up because in a lot of the groups, there's always a lot of questions that are brought up by new drivers. Um, one of the ones has to do with like dash cams. Um, another is the, the separator divider, whatever the hell you want to call it. The thing that people put between the front seats and the back seats and everything else in between. So the reason why I want to talk about our independence is because a lot of people either don't recognize or, or don't want to recognize that that they are independent contractors. And the reason why I bring that up is a lot of people just think, oh, an independent contractor, they get to pick their own hours. That's not exactly 100% accurate. Um, you do, but that's not the only thing that being an independent contractor with these companies affords you. Um, so Uber has made it abundantly clear in every filing they've ever made with the, with, the go with the government entity over the past three years that they are a digital marketplace for independent contractors that want to provide services to link up with people that want services provided to them. Whether that's food delivery or that's human delivery, doesn't really matter. They are a digital marketplace. They are a digital network. They are a transportation underscore network company. And I really feel like over time, they're really going to change. Uh, they're really going to want to change out of that T in C into something more. They're going to use something else in front of the NC, but we're going to talk about it anyways. So one of the big things that comes up is dash cams. Now, I, there is no downside to having a dash cam. There just isn't. Uh, it's, it's 2020 and we need every bit of protection that we can get. Um, mainly, you know, in a he said, she said situation, whether it's with the company or with law enforcement, uh, your he said, she said goes a long way when you have video evidence because there's no getting around video evidence, right? Like if you catch it on camera, you catch it, that's it. There is no he said, she said. There is what the camera caught, boom, no questions asked. So when it comes to that, um, I would say get one. Um, I know Van True has a good one. Um, Blackview has a good, a really good one. They're, they're like the best of the best. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of cheap ones out there. I, I will say this much. You do really get what you pay for. Um, so if you're, you're not looking to break, break the bank, I, I believe the, the Van True into pro is like 150 bucks, 180 bucks, something like that. And it does really well. It produces uh, high quality in and out, uh, coverage. So, you know, when you need to pull it up. Uh, you can turn around and easily pull it up off of the card. Um, it also has GPS and all these other little things that you can add on to it. Anyways, that is the, the camera that I would recommend. When it comes to uh, alerting your passengers to it, different states have different rules. Um, some states are single consent states and some states are, are two consent states. So, you know, you have to know your city and state uh, local laws and you need to go along with that. Usually what, what ends up happening is anytime, anytime somebody gets in my car, I just say, hey, guys, just want to let you know that for your safety and for my safety, there is a device that's recording 
both the audio and video of inside the, of the car and outside the car. Now, the reason why I do that is it protects you and me. We get into an accident, bam, it catch, you know, we catch everything on camera. If anything happens inside the car, everybody's protected. And everybody usually goes along with it. In five years, I can tell you that there's been one time where a lawyer asked me to turn it off. And the reason why he turn, asked me to turn it off was because he was having a phone meeting with his client or with one of his clients. So obviously I was completely understandable. Turn the camera off. It was no big deal. Um, but you know, that's going to be up to you and you're going to hear me throughout this episode say that things are up to you. And the reason why I'm saying that is because things are actually up to you. You are the enforcer of any rules and regulations that you wish, right? So there's certain rules and regulations with, with companies. And then there's certain things that we like to call laws that we have to follow independently of companies. Now I am an independent contractor who is of the mindset that the thing that I need to make sure that I follow to the T is the law because that is what I can actually get in trouble for. Um, are there things that Uber and Lyft would like us to do as an independent contractors? Absolutely. Does that mean that we have to do them? Absolutely not. Again, there's wishful thinking. There's things that they wish that we would do to make them look better. And then there are things that we actually have to do. So when it comes to dash cams, um, I think Uber has, you know, has something going on, but if not, honestly, I would never get anything installed from the company itself. Um, that's just one more thing tying you to the company. And for me as an independent contractor, I want to be tied as least amount to each company as possible. And the reason why I say that is I love my independence. I love, love, love my independence. Um, there has been things that I have said that I do over the years, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I really don't talk about what I do inside the car anymore. Um, because there's a lot of people that'll turn around and be like, Oh, that's against the rules. Oh, that's against Uber policy. Oh, oh, like, I don't care. Like, here's the funny thing. Over 10,000 rides I've given in five years, Uber and Lyft know exactly what I do. Just like they know exactly what a lot of drivers are doing. And guess what? The reality is, is they don't care as long as people keep taking rides and people aren't breaking the law. You want to look, you want to see, you want to see, uh, you know, how people get in trouble and, and, and are, are deactivated. Try breaking the law. Like that's a big one. And I bring this up because right now, the, obviously the fight of our life um, in our groups happens to be, which luckily doesn't get talked about very much anymore. Thank God it doesn't get talked about very much anymore, which is the whole, do you like require your riders to wear a mask? Again, this is an independent contractor thing. I would say that as a person, as an individual human being, that I am going to wear my mask anytime I am within six feet of people or anywhere where state or local law requires me to wear it. Why? Because it is what it is. Now, does that mean that you have to require your riders to wear a mask inside of your car? No. Well, Uber and Lyft policy says, I, it, okay, guess what? Uber and Lyft policies can only be enforced if somebody says something. And, and here's my logic. There's two plus million independent contractors in the United States that drive for Uber. 
two plus million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Probably even more since the pandemic and a lot of people losing their jobs. There is absolutely zero way that Uber has the ability to enforce its own policies. And there's a lot of drivers who drive just enough to either pay one or two of their bills, um, maybe pay for uh, a vacation or two a year, or paying for things that their regular job just doesn't pay for. On average, the average rideshare driver, the average, so here's what's crazy. So if you look at Lyft and how their, their drivers break down, let me give you a little bit of reality. The reality is, is that 90 plus percent of all Lyft drivers drive 15 hours or less every single week. 90 plus percent drive 15 hours or less per week. Uber is a little bit different. It is um, 81%, and I believe their metric is 20 hours a week or less. So the overwhelming majority of rideshare drivers in the United States drive less than part-time. So this notion that you're going to be able to get drivers to do things, right? Like, honestly, how are you going to tell somebody that drives 10 hours or less that they have to get in confrontations with riders who don't want to wear a mask? Like, it's just not worth it for them. And I totally understand. Like, seriously, like if I get in my car five to 10 hours a week and I go earn, you know, a hundred or 200 bucks a week extra, why the hell am I going to, to argue with a passenger or, or get into like some type of like dominant situation where it's like, oh, I'm going to cancel your ride if you don't wear a mask. Like, honestly, like they're literally on autopilot. Like they get in their car, they open up their apps, they go online and they just drive. Like they really, really don't care about all the ins and outs to Uber and Lyft. They really don't care. And no amount of shaming them is going to change them in their, their, their lack of caring. Honestly, like if, if I were driving to that extent, um, still, and I were driving at that level, like consistently 10, like five to 10 hours a week, I would tell every single driver that had an opinion of what I did to kick rocks. I'd literally tell you to go fuck yourself because I don't care because I literally use that money to pay for a vacation or, you know, to pay my, my, my insurance or to pay whatever. Like you think that I'm going to like bust people's balls over this, like get the fuck out of here. And, and I feel like, like as a group, we, we have this, we have this tendency to try to impose our will on each other, our, our moral standards or our moral high ground. And, and I, I, I honestly just think it's wrong, right? Like you're an independent contractor, whatever you feel is the right thing to do for your car, you should 100% do it. Like if you want to saran wrap the inside of your fucking car, I say, go for it. I, honestly, the only thing that I ask is that if you do saran wrap your car on the inside, I just want a picture because I'm really interested to see what that looks like. Um, but in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, for real, like you are your own boss. Like there are very few quote unquote rules that Uber and Lyft have that are enforceable. 
you know, and most of them have to do with rules of the road anyway. So like you have to follow them, whether you're, you know, you're driving for Uber Lyft or not. Like, obviously you shouldn't drive like a bat out of hell. Um, you, you know, you probably shouldn't cut people off. You probably shouldn't do a whole lot of things. You know what I mean? Like things that are against the law, you probably shouldn't do as an Uber driver. Um, and I will say this much as an Uber driver, as somebody who is serving the public, I would probably go above and beyond um, for whoever you are picking up and dropping off to make sure that they have a good experience, whatever that means. Now, as an independent contractor, you need to balance that with your safety. Now, obviously, you have to feel as safe as you need to be in order to drive around in your car. So if you want to tell every single person to wear a mask, two masks, triple mask, I don't care how many masks, then do it. You should, 100%. If you want to put up a divider in your car, you should, 100%. You should do whatever it takes for you to feel comfortable behind the wheel for as many hours as you're going to drive behind the wheel. But don't turn around and don't shame and don't, don't browbeat other people because they don't think like you. It's their business, right? Like they go pick somebody up. Honestly, 95% of people that get inside of cars these days that get inside of Uber and Lyft are wearing masks. So the other 5% don't. It is what it is, right? Like the reality is, is you turn around and you can decline the ride. And I guarantee you the next driver that shows up will pick that person up no problem and take them wherever they're going. Because there's over 2 million rideshare drivers, independent contractors doing what you do. That's just the reality of it. You can like it. You can not like it. It doesn't really matter whether you like it or you don't like it. That's just reality. Um, so you need to do whatever it takes for you to feel good about what you're doing. Um, when it comes to, oh, here's one. As an independent contractor, you should seek indep independent counsel on your taxes. For the love of God, don't ask other rideshare drivers how to fill out uh, or, or anybody else for that matter. Just find somebody, and this actually has nothing to do with this podcast episode, but I'm just going to throw it out there because the end of the year is coming. I'm going to tell you this much. Don't ask other rideshare drivers how they fill out their, their taxes at the end of the year. Please, for the love of God, I, I do not want, oh my God, I do not want you as a human being getting wrapped up with the IRS because you listened to an unlicensed fucking professional, unlicensed professional or just an unlicensed person. Sorry, they're not professional. Like, my God, for everything that's holy, please speak to a licensed professional about taxes, about accounting, about everything else. Because Jim Bob or Chris Sost or whoever, chances are their advice on individual tax questions is probably not good for you. Like if I gave you advice on my on on taxes, it would be based on my tax situation, which probably is pretty different than most people's in the industry. So that's why you shouldn't take tax advice from Chris Sost. Just throwing that out there. Um, I but my advice is always just to talk to a tax professional. But continuing this independence, right? Like when you see drivers posting what they're doing, don't go don't go up into their shit and tell them that they're wrong or this and that. Please, again, let's let's remember that we're all independent contractors and what works for one might not work for another. At the end of the day, we should really try to be pretty kind to each other because 2020 has been pretty rough on pretty much everybody out there. And right now is not the time for browbeating, um, virtue signaling, 
or any other kind of uh, uh, actions that make people feel less than who they actually are. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there because I really would like to see more and more drivers being supportive of each other. And, you know, when somebody turns around and say, hey, this works for me, I just really wish that people would turn around and be like, that's great that it works for you. Like if you have something like so, if you feel so strongly about what somebody else is doing, like in a negative way, just chew on it, swallow it, shit it out. Just don't give it to that person. You know what I mean? Like just, just be kind. Um, let's see another question about being an independent contractor. Oh, so another beauty about being an independent contractor and why you're going to get shade from a lot of other drivers when you ask questions like, "Where? what are the best times to, to drive? Where are the best places to drive? Remember that every single driver is technically in a roundabout way, ultimately a competitor. They are vying for the same rides that every other driver is vying for, kinda, at least in different segments. So premium drivers are all vying for premium rides. Uh, economy drivers are vying for economy rides. I'll give you a little bit of advice right now, and it's really generic. And what you do is you, you take a pen and paper and you draw out your market where you normally drive. And then you record pick up and drop off locations uh, for all your, all your rides. Like in, into quadrants. So you don't write down the actual addresses, but just like areas. And you will figure out really quickly where are the best places to drive and when the best place, when are the best times to drive. Let's see. Is there anything else that I want to hit on? I'm actually running through a, a ride share group right now. Um, this one is like this. I, I'm honestly, I'm just going to, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Like just, just, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't fucking say it. Like if somebody thinks it's star spangled, awesome to have a divider up in their car, just let them be happy about it. Like if somebody is happy to, you know, just have riders in their car and their riders don't happen to wear masks, let them fucking be happy. Let everybody just do their own thing. Everybody's independent. Rideshare drivers are rideshare drivers. Honestly. Just, just be fucking nice to each other and realize that you don't control and Uber doesn't control another independent contractor. They just don't. I know you want to exert your dominance and exert your, your, your moral fortitude and power, but this ain't the place to do it. Like go become a manager at a W2 job. Then you get to, to assert your dominance. Other than that, you're going to have to live with the fact that people do things differently than you. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a great day.